Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Believe in the Ivy League, a look inside the ancient eight teams in the Ivy League and their upcoming games with all of the stats, trends, and analysis that you want to hear. And now, here's your host, Tom Barton. All right, guys, welcome back to another edition of Believe in the Ivy League. And I have to say, you know, we're going to change the page here a little bit. The basketball season is over. Good, look, good overall year for Yale. Um, uh, they had a good first half, as a matter of fact, and they, they kind of fell apart in the second half. They had about five points in the, the first 10 minutes of the second half, and things just went downhill from there. But, you know, a, a, a fine showing from them. Um, I don't think that you could say it was a, a terrible situation, especially as far as Purdue has continued to go here. Uh, so good job uh, by Yale getting into the tournament. It was a fun overall season. Swain was just fantastic. He's a senior, so, uh, you know, he's going to be, um, uh, you know, one of those guys to watch now for the, the next situation. And I, I have to tell you, you know, it was a basketball season where I think the Ivy Leagues were down. Um, but with all that was up against them, we have to sit back and we have to say, hey, tip our cats, congratulations. And the basketball season is in our rear view. Now, any information, any news, uh, any recruiting, things like that, we'll always throw in the middle of the show. I'll always uh, kind of keep you up to date with where all the happenings are. Even, even the big guys, you know, um, a, a guy like Atkinson who used to be there, we'll, we'll keep pace and keep track of all those guys that we possibly can. But it's time to move sports. It's time to move on. Baseball, we will start getting into about next week. But we have the Frozen Four to talk about. We have a couple of Ivy League teams there. So we're going to be previewing that today, both the men's and we'll touch on the women's as well. Guys, you want to get in touch with me? It's TomBartonSports.com. Tom Barton Sports over on Twitter, TomBartonSports at gmail.com as well. So let's get right into it here, guys. You know, we're going to go to the Albany Regional Minnesota State against Harvard. This is for the Frozen Four. And, you know, you start to really break this down, and, and Harvard is kind of the team here, right? Um, you know, they are a young team. Okay, they got some some pretty good players here, but they're going up against another number two seed in Minnesota State. But I want to break down the Harvard team. You know, uh, Matthew Coronado, Sean Farrell. Uh, you know, this is something that with a young team, you start to see that energy. You start to kind of all of a sudden go, okay, this this could be the team that is gelling at the right time. Now, I still think that they are very young. I still think that this probably isn't their year. They get a bad draw in Minnesota State, but with a young team, it's almost, they don't know what they don't know, right? It's almost a spot where they don't know kind of how much pressure should be on them. They're not going to feel it. And if you're playing really well, exceptionally well, the way that the Harvard seems to be playing right now, and you're a young team, look, you never know. Uh, they went 21-10-3 over the course of the year. They're, they're a number four seed, so it's not a big disparity here. They are a number four seed. They scored three goals with an extra attacker in the last, uh, you know, about four minutes of regulation. They got uh, then the, an overtime win in the ECAC quarterfinals. Then they beat Quinnipiac in overtime in the title game, although they were completely and utterly outshot in that game, 49-17. to 17. So they've been absolutely just rocking and rolling. And, you know, sometimes you can look at a game that is a close game, and you can look at a couple of close wins in a row, and you could use that against them. And you could say, well, you know what, look, 
they're playing close games, but when it comes in title games, when it comes in championship kind of mentality games, and you go out there and you win overtime games, that gives you gives you a little advantage. That gives you the boost up. That makes you more of that solid team, and it it, it kind of lends to not only the makeup of your team, but it also adds to the energy that you have, and it adds to the confidence. The more confident that you are in any kind of sport, but especially these physical type of sports, the better you're going to be moving in. So I look at Harvard and I go, they can have upset special written all over them. They are now 13-3-1 over their last 17 games. So they're playing really well down the stretch. You get these kind of Cinderella, magical, team of destiny type of wins. All of a sudden, in NCAA you know, tournament, here we go. They got shot at the Frozen Four. And I'm looking at this team and I'm saying the metrics make a lot of sense as well. Because while this is the 26th appearance for them, they have a long history. Uh, you know, they've won, well, they've made it five of the last six years. And remember, uh, there was no hockey played in 2001, okay? Um, they have been to a Frozen Four 13 times. They have a national championship. There's a storied history here, Okay. With all of that being said, it's not about history. And it's not just about what they, you know, the magical run that they had or the streakiness here. Look, the metrics play out. The metrics for Harvard will tell you that they are a top 12 team in scoring and a top 15 team nationally in defense. The metrics are there, guys. Okay? We know that. So, you look at the metrics and you start to say, all right, so the metrics are there. They're a streaking team. They're a team with confidence. They're a team that's winning close games in overtime and championship games. They have a lot of the elements that you like. And again, we're talking about, you know, Ted Donato has plenty of experience in his 18th year, but Ted Donato is also sitting here with a young team. Freshman Matthew Carnado was a first-round pick by the Calgary Flames. Okay, and he's been absolutely on fire. So with all the elements that I just mentioned, you also have more than likely the most dominant player on the ice at all times, or at least maybe the the player with the most upside. He leads the team. He's got 18 goals, but he scored 12 of them in the last 16 games and the overtime winner. So isn't he just a representation of what exactly this team is? And that is, yes, very young, got much better over the second half of the season, much better over the last 17, 16, 17 games or so, um, got the confidence to score the game winner, and now, you know, you combine a young team with an older coach that knows how to win. Yeah, this is pretty interesting. Very, very interesting. You also have um, Henry Thrun, who was a fourth-round pick of the Anaheim Ducks. He looks really good, and he's, again, somebody else that, on the defense, you go, he's a sophomore, young guy, but he stepped up his game recently. But as with most stuff, it's going to come down to the goaltending. And, you know, he's a junior, so he's uh, old for this team, right? But Mitchell Gibson is the guy. He's a fourth-round pick by the Washington Capitals. He's got a 919 save percentage, um, but he has stopped 47 of the last 49 shots. That is playing well at the right time. That is what you're looking for when you have a young team. And Harvard is the youngest team in the country. Their, their average age is 21 years, two months. They are the youngest team in the country. They have a ton, 
ton of talent. 11 NHL draft picks on this team. Okay, that's more than any other team in this regional, in this Albany regional. So you look at it, and it, it's not all, you know, kind of just, just thrown down. You got forwards, defensemen, goalies, yeah. They have no experience, and they're taking on maybe the oldest team here. They have a very, they're taking on a very experienced, very good, very older team um, that you, you look at Minnesota State, they've made it to the last four NCAA tournaments. This is a team that there is led by a lot of seniors. A lot of seniors on this team are in a spot where you're looking at this team and you're going, yeah, with the seniors being on this team, it, 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 oh, the, 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 the disparity is big. The disparity is, is rather large when you're talking about uh, experience or not. So really it comes down to, you know, Harvard's up against it. Harvard is the underdog. There's no doubt about it. Harvard is 100% the underdog. But do you believe in the things that Harvard does well? I'm not taking anything away from Minnesota State. What we know about Minnesota State, they are a very good team. There's a number two seed for a reason. Uh, they have superstars on their team as well, uh, like everybody else. Um, and they have the experience. They have the experience to really make life miserable for this Harvard team. But do you believe in what Harvard brings to the table? What Harvard brings to the table is immense talent. Immense talent. They are young, absolutely. But can that work in an advantage? Look, in sports, we've seen that work to your, to your advantage. We've seen it work to your advantage where you are a young team that you don't uh, really feel the pressure. You don't know the pressure. You don't understand the pressure where the older guys are there. You know, Minnesota State's there. They're going, okay, you know, it's our final run or, you know, we're, we're getting there. All right, we have to have this win. If Harvard goes out and wins, Minnesota State goes, oh, man, that's a bad year for us, Right. So there is certainly the pressure factor. The talent factor is certainly there. And you also have to bring into the fact that nobody is playing hotter than they are over the last 17 games. They are red hot. And their best player is probably the best player on the ice. And their best player is playing his best hockey over the past 16 games. So you bring all that into it. Their goalie is playing the best that he's played all year over the last couple of games, right? Over the last championship games. This is a team that has won in overtime in championship mode. And in championship mode, their best players, their goalie and their number one player stepped up and showed everybody why they should be taken serious in championship mode. So I'm not writing Harvard off here. I'm really not. Look, I wouldn't be going out and betting on them. I know how much of an underdog they seem, or at least out on paper. But I like the fact that they're young. I like the fact that they, their best players are playing the best hockey right now. I like the fact that they're streaking in the right direction. And I like the fact that they, although they are young, they're a little chiseled, right? I mean, they, they do have some overtimes in championship games already under their belt, despite their extremely young age and their extremely young demeanor. So I look at Harvard and I go, you know, look, we're rooting for you here on the, uh, the Ivy League believe in the Ivy League channel. I'll tell you that. That's for sure. Um, but overall, I think they really do have a shot. All right. Let's talk about the women's. And, uh, you know, there are a couple of teams here. You know, Yale and Harvard are in the field. We'll talk about Harvard since we were just talking about them first. You know, they got a, an at-large berth. Harvard's making its 12 NCAA appearance. It's his first since 2015. So it's been a little while. Um, and, and look, this is really it's an offense team. It's just all offense, offense, and offense. They are tied for six in the country or goals per game. They have a top five power play unit. What they are going to do is when you look at this is, you know, this is, this is who, who that, that they are. They really just have to come out and they really have to just outscore people. 
I mean, that that's all that there is to it. They are behind the eight ball, of course. Another Harvard story that nobody really kind of buys into. But with an offense like this, it's hard not to say, hey, they don't have a puncher's chance. And I think that they do. Here we go again. I think they have a puncher's chance. Also in the women's, uh, Yale comes in 26-8-1. and one. This is, this is, look, yeah, this is a good Yale's team, right? Um, they made it to the Frozen Four. It's first NCAA appearance. The team's uh, senior class went from winning 18 games in its first two seasons. Now they got 43 wins, 26 this year. So they've really grown up. This is how we've seen them really grow up and sort of evolve into what we're we're talking about. Um, you know, a lot of seniors on this team, right? Uh, Gianna Maloney, 1.47 goals against, 938 save percentage. That's pretty fantastic, right? I, I mean, that that's what you look at. You look at a couple of juniors on this team, which certainly adds to it in sights, right? Uh, Hart J, uh, the sophomore, she adds 16 goals, 35 assists. So you, you have a lot of talent on this team as well. Now, it's the first you know, time in the tournament, so this will work against them, sure. But it's good to see them kind of back in here. It's good to see them you know, getting back and really the growth that they they have had. I think you look at this and you say, oh, we just talked about all offense, all offense, all offense from Harvard. Well, this is pure defense here. They are very potentially the best defensive team in the country. They allow a little bit more than one and a half goals per game. So that's important. And just like the Harvard men's team, they have shown up in big games. Okay, they have. Now, look, they have had solid offense. I don't want to say that they haven't had solid offense. They've had solid offense. This could be another surprising situation from Yale. They could step up and they could be sort of that team here. So, look, when you're talking about the Frozen Four, both in the men's and the women's, I think it's very fair for us to sit back and say that no one's expecting much from them. I think it's very fair to say that this isn't supposed to be the year that either one of these teams win. But I have some confidence in Harvard. I like the makeup of this team, but I will tell you what, the future is very, very bright. I think we're talking about a championship in the next couple of years. If not, maybe this year they open people's eyes. And down in the women's, look, Harvard can do some things on offense. I like that offensive scoring, short six in the country. That's great. But I think Yale's the team that we're watching here. I think we're looking at Yale. 1.53 goals against jumps off the page. If they're able to play that kind of defense, you know the old adage in hockey, get a hot goalie, get some hot defense, you're going to win. All right, guys, it's a little Frozen Four talk for you, a little off track for those that have been listening over the last couple of months. But this is what we're going to be doing next week. We're going to talk a little bit about baseball. The baseball teams are exciting as well. So I hope you guys will join me there. That's going to do it for me and the Ivy League. Believe in the Ivy League chat. Uh, make sure you guys write me over on Tom Barton Sports over on Twitter, TomBartonSports.com. Go check it all out. Have a very good day, everybody. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.